Welcome to Cross Platform Podcast, where we discuss how to solve productivity news across platforms. I'm Augusto Pinot. And I'm Mark Gelwix. And we are back to the news of the week. So we have three pieces or, or two pieces of news really this week. One is Google gives up bidding iMessage and now wants Apple to join Android. And the second news is Windows is coming back to the classroom. And we have a couple of hardware that we have seen in, and that's where our discussion is coming today. So interestingly, just days after, you know, the Android campaign, you know, and all this, now Google, after he's been lashing for things, some of them deserve it, okay, to Apple and iMessage, some of them deserve it. Okay, Apple should join the standard regardless. Mm-hmm. Now, what they are saying is, well, okay, how about we invite Apple <laughs> to come here and play with us? Okay, so let's just clarify a couple things here. One, I don't know how much actual news this is. because oh, this is news. Well, okay, because Apple's been digging their heels in about not doing RCS for the longest time. And if, and if you yeah, haven't great. followed with this, this is all about RCS, which is a slightly different messaging protocol more complex than SMS for text messaging mm-hmm. to allow you to have res- active responses, little, you know, the little typing bubbles that indicate somebody's responding, those kinds of things. And it's really important because that kind of rich environment is native to iMessage. If you've got Apple phones and you're talking to other Apple people, you have that native functionality. Well, on the Android side, you haven't really had that functionality until the integration of RCS into messaging clients, or you've used third-party clients, something like a Telegram or a WhatsApp that provides a similar type of functionality to iMessage. Now, the argument has always been, why shouldn't Apple just bring iMessage to Android? They could own the messaging space, yada, yada. For some reason, the Cupertino spaceship has decided not to land there. So the push has been, and Google has been driving this push as of late, that Apple should just support RCS. They can do whatever the heck they want, but if they supported RCS, that would solve this particular cross-platform issue. And I have to concur. There is no downside in this for Apple. Nobody's going to go and decide, I'm not going to buy an Apple product. I'm going to buy an Android product because Android supports RCS. Nobody's making that decision, or at least there may be three people who make that decision. I may be three people in the world who do it one way or the other. I don't think anybody's going to say, oh, I'm just not going to stop using Android because Apple do not have. I'm an Android hardcore guy, and even I'm not making that choice. So when, when we look at this, I don't understand what their hesitancy is to providing the support for this protocol unless they think it's going to water down their experience. I don't I I think they just need to put up or shut up and say look either we're never going to do this or yeah we're going to support this protocol and that's it and move forward because we all know if you're in the Android space the worst company when it comes to messaging strategy is Google they can't make up their mind on a messaging client to save their lives. So the odds are very good that whatever client they have currently that they're supporting is going to change. Now, the fact that Google's messaging 
APIs are now going to support RCS so that when somebody writes a messaging app, let's say a Samsung or somebody else who provides a messaging app like a Textra, they can then support RCS natively. That's a good thing. It's a good thing for everybody. I have yet to hear a coherent argument to say, oh, no, we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be doing this. They just need to go ahead and do it. And I, maybe you can explain it to me, Augusto. I can't understand why Apple's being difficult about this. I don't think anybody understands why Apple has been issues with uh, RCI protocol. I think it's been more like I will do it when I wanted to do it or when I sadly can. I, I'm going to say it in this way. When Apple can find a way to market as they invent the protocol, they will be well, yeah, happy okay. to on board. I, I'll give you that. But this this goes to the the heart and the core of this show. This is one of those things that is truly cross-platform. If you provide this kind of capability, you are providing better functionality for the largest group of people available. And this is just that logical step. So I'm hoping that at some point soon, Apple will, maybe they will find a way to say they invented RCS. Honestly, I don't care. If they want props, fine. If, if it just means that I can stop being a green bubble instead of a blue bubble or a you know, stop being a, yeah, I can stop being a green bubble and be a blue bubble or whatever. I don't know. It, it's just, it's got to make life easier and they have to take that step. Otherwise, the only way to have a truly cross-platform experience across Apple and Android is to use a non-Apple messaging client and not to use SMS and to use a third-party solution. So I don't know. But we'll wait and see. I, I think this is going to come to a head. My prediction, this is just my prediction, but sometime during the course of 2022, Apple will say that they are looking at possibly potentially supporting RCS. When that will happen, I'm smart enough not to hold my breath. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one. It's going to happen. The question is when it's going to happen. And... I don't think anybody can can predict that. Yeah, and I don't think, sadly, anybody will figure it out. Here's the thing, too. It, if I look at it from the Apple side, there is no downside for them, but there's also no real upside either. They're, it's not like they're going to gain market share. They're not going to sell a lot more devices because they support this. This is, this is just one of those things that, it's it makes life better across the board, but it doesn't necessarily benefit anyone specifically. And if it doesn't do that, then we all know corporations are well on their way to not being motivated to do that. So we'll see what happens. Um, hopefully they'll change their mind. Uh, this One can only hope that that's what is going to happen. But let's go to our second news because it's interesting. Windows it seems to be trying to make their way back to school. So I remember the years of Apple and Windows fighting for mm -hmm. the school. Then came Chromebook. And Chromebook started quietly taking market share and market share and market share. And then once in a while, Apple comes with something, you know, regarding education. But Windows, for a really long time, they went quiet. And now they are announcing Windows C, new machines. 
So are they too late in this game? Um, like normal, Microsoft is usually about three steps behind everybody else when it comes to this stuff. So if we do a little history on this, we start to look at devices, for example, low-end Windows machines. If we remember back in the day of the netbook and that type of a device where it's a inexpensive, I want to say physically robust, maybe not technically robust, hardware platform that it runs on, and then a very trimmed down version of Microsoft Windows on that device. Now, back in the day, that was a goal, but it was not an achievable goal. And it wasn't necessarily so much that Windows ran poorly, because it did, but also everything else that you wanted to do with Windows and all the other applications that you wanted to run also ran poorly on those devices. So then we had the influx of Chromebooks. They started to take and gain market share around this idea of having a thin client type of platform, robust hardware, relatively robust related to cost, but an operating system that was so trimmed down and so streamlined that it ran well on those devices. Apple's never had anything like that. So their counterpoint to, us, to it, at least in the education space, was to work with schools to provide things like iPads in one-to-one -one relationships. Um, that never really took off to, to any impact level, primarily because not only the cost of the devices, but also the cost of maintenance. Chromebooks, again, cheap, easy to maintain. You can do a power wash. You can swap it between kids. If somebody sits on it and breaks it, you know, it's 200 bucks down the drain, not a big deal. They have made a huge impact, they being Chromebooks, during the pandemic within schools. Massive purchases of Chromebooks. Well, now Microsoft has a version of Windows, or at least is trying to have a version of Windows, that is trimmed down enough that it can run on those similar types of hardware platforms with the supporting applications that they've wanted people to drive to being cloud-based. That's a different conversation than what we've had in the past. Now, is Windows light enough and efficient enough to run on this hardware? Is this hardware robust enough to be able to be worthwhile, or is it going to be another flop? It's hard to say. There were several machines released at CES this year. Uh, Lenovo had some. Uh, there's a couple others that came through that are that same, what we would envision a Chromebook type of configuration to be from a hardware standpoint. But they're coming from companies like Acer and Asus and Lenovo and Dell and HP. They're all major manufacturers backing these hardware devices. Is this going to change the game? I don't think so. I think, again, I think Microsoft is a day late and a dollar short to the party. Uh, they missed, in my book, they missed their window of opportunity to make a major dent in this because they missed the time period that Chromebooks have gotten themselves settled in. But when you look at the gateway combinations, when you start to look at things like at the collegiate level, there's a lot, and I mean a lot of colleges, that when the student goes to college, they get a free Office 365 account as part of the college, as part of their, their enrollment. Well, that's that natural dovetail. And if they can start to push that back down the feeding chain, back into the high schools and the middle schools, and even all the way down to the elementary schools, now you're making sure that you have students that are still 
brought from day one on that Microsoft ecosystem all the way up and through school. Whereas now a lot of them are very entrenched in the Google e ecosystem with Google Docs and Google Sheets and then have to transition into the Microsoft one for when they start to work in businesses and corporations. So my take on this news, and I think we're going to see more of these machines, this is Microsoft saying, hey, we're still here. Um, what disappoints me about this news is that this is these devices are targeted specifically at education, and currently they are not targeted for consumer purchase. Mm -hmm. So until that no. starts to happen. Well, and that is a problem because, so let's be clear, we are two years into this pandemic. Okay, yes, Chrome grow ridiculously okay during 2020 okay it was ridiculous why because oh you know look at your you know or at least i have friends with with little kids okay and they were now everybody's coming home everybody needed a machine how you're going to do homeschooling but that it's water under the bridge okay mm -hmm. people who needed a machine already got that machine in the last 24 months my question is do we it's windows now taking the approach that apple is taking like okay once in a while i go and make a big splash of news and on this mm -hmm. but i'm keeping this niche that i work with on the education market or it is really coming seriously at this uh, i think i'm gonna i'm gonna answer your question with i think this is microsoft's yet again trying to say that they are relevant in this market space. Correct. Um, and then he said, said, let's do the news and let it go. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I mean, I'm looking at machines here that are anywhere from 375 to $450. That's too expensive. That price point has to be half if they think they're going to compete in this space. So, yeah. okay. Well, you know, yeah, the, the, if that is the point, I agree. It's not going to go, it's, you can find a niche but you're not going to take Android out of the education. No, I, I don't think so at all. And, I, and well, you shouldn't actually, because when I think about supportability, when I think about robustness of devices, when I think about carryability and all of those things, nose to nose, Chromebooks still beat these. And I'm a Windows guy and Chromebooks still beat these. Mm -hmm. So in a classroom situation, I'd rather him give my student a Chromebook than one of these right well, now because I, I have two kids in, you know, in school in that age. And if you will come, and I am as you know, you said yourself you are an Android fan. I am an Apple fan. There is no secret for that on mm -hmm. any person who has ever listened to us talk here. But I prefer my kids having Chromebooks to go to school than iPad. Why? because how the school can lock the system to make them study instead of getting distracted. Now, there is there is a lot that you can do from an administrative standpoint on Windows-based systems, and that's because that infrastructure... On Windows, yes. On I was talking iPad, iPad and Apple. Oh, yes. yeah. Windows, I, Apple, yes, no, I can't yes. tell you on that one. But on the Windows side, from an yes, administrative there, there, standpoint, that infrastructure is there and that monitoring capability and agree. that that architecture's there. But again, I don't necessarily know that this hardware will do it. You, For example, and 
this is honestly a question I don't know, but I know on a Chromebook I can power wash the thing and it's up and running in 10 minutes. I'm willing I to bet I can't do in, that on these machines. machines. Yeah, no matter even even if it were 30 minutes or so, it's still an a factor of two or three from a support timing standpoint. And you've got things like viruses and that sort, which are actually a factor on the Windows side. So yeah, I I, I like the fact they're trying to be relevant. But I'm not expecting to see a massive influx of these into education at this time. Yeah, same here. Oh, well, follow us where you like to listen podcasts, like us, or subscribe to us and leave us a review. You can also interact with us on personalproductivity.club. We are Gusto Pinot on our Weeks. See you next time from your favorite device. <laughs>